When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in Wednesday edition, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We have got a heavy of stories to dive into, uh, including State of Kentucky has picked a nominee to run this November against Andy Bashir, the Democrat governor who's been one of the worst governors on COVID in the entire country. Daniel Cameron wins big. We will see whether Daniel Cameron can take down Andy Bashir. We may talk to Daniel Cameron today. Uh, but we begin, Buck, with what I think is probably the most consequential aspect of media as it pertains to the upcoming 2024 election. Uh, and that is, we all know that there was a big tech rig job in effect to help drag Joe Biden across the finish line. Now, you don't even have to be a dyed-in-the-wool Republican or even a Trump voter to look at the basic facts and say Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, every single big tech platform with any kind of substantial audience was all pulling in the direction of Joe Biden to be elected, and they were willing to do whatever they could on their platforms to help to make that happen, including certainly keeping the Hunter Biden story from ever seeing the light of day. One reason that we have talked so much about Elon Musk buying Twitter is because it changes the game just in terms of having someone who is willing to allow natural, honest conversations to take place on Twitter. Now, I'm not saying that everything Elon Musk has done is perfect. I'm not even saying that there's going to be a great business there or that somehow Twitter is going to flourish with uh, Elon Musk in control. But if you look at what Elon Musk is saying, and if you look at the basic outlines of what exactly is going on, this becomes a pretty significant aspect of counter-intel in many ways. And I want to play many of these sound bites from an interview that Elon Musk did yesterday 
with CNBC. And I want to start with the most consequential, I think, which is him directly saying on CNBC that the suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop story is election interference. And I want to play this audio for you because unless I am wrong, I don't believe, I don't think I am, I don't believe any big tech executive has ever publicly acknowledged the suppression of Hunter Biden was election interference. We hear all the time about the sanctity of elections in this country. We know what the FBI is doing. We know what the Department of Justice is doing. We know all of the cheating that is going on with Joe Biden's administration, both to be elected in 2020 and potentially to be reelected in 2024. Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter is the most clarion sound so far that we may have some fairness in big tech stories. But here is Elon Musk directly saying on CNBC, this was suppression and it was election interference. And this is super important to have a big tech executive saying, listen, you do some tweets that seem to be or at least give support to some who would call others conspiracy theories. Well, yes, but I mean, honestly, you know, some of these conspiracy theories have turned out to be true. Which ones? Well, like the the Hunter Biden laptop. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that 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 was a pretty big deal. There was Twitter and 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 others engaged in active suppression of information that was relevant to the public. Um, that's that's a that's a terrible thing that happened. That's election interference. It is election interference. Yes. And the problem that we now are are facing, and I think everyone needs to understand, there was a phrase that was being used a bit more on the right um, recently, and then it kind of fell out of favor. You know, do you know what time it is? And to know what time it is right now is to understand that the people who were pushing the craziest stuff over COVID, the people who pushed the Hunter Biden laptop lie, the 51 uh, intelligence, former intelligence officers and really intelligence agency heads, most of them or a lot of them, um, the people who have done so many of these things, Clay, they don't care that they were wrong, right? There, there is no integrity to protect. There is no honor that they seek to regain. It was useful to them in the moment. They would do it again. And you see that with the, uh, Durham report that just dropped. There's really no, there's really no one who's coming forward to say, how is it possible the entirety of the Democrat commie media apparatus got this thing so stunningly wrong? And no one comes forward to say, you know, I honestly, I, I fell for it and I'm sorry and I won't do it again. No one apologizes on the left for being wrong anymore because being right isn't the point. Being right isn't the purpose. They have chosen to live by lies. And I think everybody has to understand that's what time it is now. This is what we are up against. And Elon knows it and understands this as a threat really to not just America, but Western civilization as we know it, the notion of free speech and at least the freedom of the press at some level. Um, and we're entering a different phase. We are a post-journalism phase of America now. What about the fact that all of those Pulitzer Prizes are still outstanding and journalists are still buying, uh, bragging about them associated with the Russia collusion lie? In an honest world, I don't know if you pay a lot of attention to this, Buck, but if they find out that you cheated in baseball, right? They find out that you use steroids. They won't vote you into the Hall of Fame because they believe that the numbers upon which uh, you posted your career were based on a lie that you were using banned substances, that you were using steroids. And there's lots of examples of this in the Baseball Hall of Fame. If you're a baseball fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Even Congress had hearings on this. 
Why are there no consequences for the Pulitzer? If you win a Pulitzer Prize for a story that later is proven to be a falsehood, isn't the very basic element of the prize itself rooted in journalistic accuracy, at least in theory? And wouldn't you have to pull them if you cared about that at all? So this is this is what I'm I'm getting yeah. at in terms of the perception shift, and I, I know you see it. I I want everyone at home to to understand that journalism now operates like a, a country club where they're rejecting certain people, but they'll never say why because they ultimately know, like you know, we only want you know certain people to join, and it's that's now when you look at the Pulitzer. This is an insiders club that is a bunch of activists. They don't actually exist day in and day out to provide people with the facts to speak. I mean, speak truth to power is a joke, right? These these people who are supposed to be covering the Biden administration now, and it was the same thing under the Obama administration, they are the handmaidens of power. I mean, they are people who go above and beyond to spread the propaganda of the left and to do so gleefully. And, you know, this is, I, I think at least, Clay, the clarifying moment we're in, it's really good. When someone like Elon comes forward and says... Uh, it's not about. Do we have the clip by the way? We yeah, talked about. Yeah, we have the clip about money. Do, do I, I think that's do it? significant too. Yeah, I, I, we I should almost, definitely play it. So, so uh, Elon was pushed. I have a couple things on this. One is journalists get so defensive about Soros all the time, and, and I, I really mean this. This is a foreign-born billionaire who has decided to make American cities more dangerous. More people have been, you know, murdered, raped, mugged, assaulted, robbed because of policies that. No one ever even thought to pursue in the way that Soros has, and this is a matter of public record. Journos that were always, why are you, why are you picking on Soros? And it's because I think ultimately they have some uh, affinity for Soros and also all the foundations that he funds, including things that are just meant to attack people on the right. Soros money does go to those entities and organizations. But beyond that, Clay, this notion that someone like Elon Musk might have some greater purpose, might have something in mind beyond just getting the chattering classes clinking their champagne glasses in order to talk about how great he is uh here here's elon when he's pushed by this cnbc journalist and he just says look there's something more um play four do your tweets hurt the company are there tesla owners who say i don't agree with his political position because and i know it because he shares so much of it or there are advertisers on Twitter that Linda Yaccarino will come and say, you got to stop, man. Or, you know, I can't get these ads because of some of the things you tweet. You know, I'm reminded of the scene in The Princess Bride where he confronts the person who killed his father. And he says, offer me money. Offer me power. I don't care. So you just don't care. You want to share what you have to say? I'll say what I want to say. And if... if, if uh, the consequence of that is losing money, so be it. You know, Clay, I, I, I tweeted out in June of 2021 a thread that Rush read every word of it on his show, uh, so on these airwaves, about how if you're a billionaire in this country and you care about the country, stop being a wimp. Do something. Step up. If you care about freedom, if you care about not even just conservatism, now, there was a lag period. I'm not saying Elon read that tweet, but the idea was there if people don't step up and start doing things who aren't worried about paying their bills, aren't worried about what happens to the mortgage, the left wins. So Elon, this is why they hate him now so much, because there is a rallying effect. Other people who are in positions of 
They can say what they want without real material consequence to them, other than the New York Times maybe criticizing them. Other people may want to come forward and say, you know what, gender transitions for 12-year-olds, not a good idea. Turning our cities into high-crime hellscapes, not a good idea. Using big tech to suppress certain thoughts and ideas during a pandemic and to push lies during an election, not a good idea. Yeah, we agree, uh, and, and and that's why I was so Im- so 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 happy to hear, joyous almost to hear that interview with Elon Musk when he said that because we've been hammering home the same thing. If you are fortunate enough to be very wealthy, and we have a lot of those listeners right now, what are you afraid of? Th- that is my question. I understand a hundred billion percent. If Because I've been there. If you have young kids and you're worried about paying your mortgage, if you've got a kid in college and you're helping to put that kid through college and, man, you really have to have your job in order to do that. If you're an employee and your ability to take care of your family is directly dictated by what you make on a week-to-week basis, I 100% understand why you may have strong opinions, but you feel like you just got to bite your tongue. But if you are worth 20 30 40 million dollars or more and you aren't willing to say exactly what you think what are you afraid of and why are you such a coward and so for whether you agree or disagree with Elon Musk I mean I think he would acknowledge hey at 44 billion dollars I overpaid for Twitter but Elon Musk is a long horizon guy I mean he wants to put people on Mars And he wants to leave, I really do genuinely believe this, humanity in a better place than humanity was before he was born. I think that should be the goal of anyone, certainly of anyone who is super wealthy. I would hope that that would be their goal. What are you waiting for? Sitting quietly and meekly on the sideline with all of your gold balance behind you, why are you not weighing in? You have nothing to be afraid of. No one can do anything to you or your family. You will be taken care of and they will be taken care of long into the future for generations that you can't even see. But will the country still be able to stand for what you believe in? For what you believe has allowed you to have that success? That's a real question that I think wealthy people have to answer themselves. Look in the mirror and stop being cowards. Yeah, sending a check to a think tank and uh, doing a little nice charity work on the side, it's not going to save the country. It's not going to save the country. So for the people out there who are on the right, or I would even say, to borrow from you, Clay, that are on the side of the sane versus the insane. So so for the sane billionaires out there, or, you know, 100 millionaires, or just people who know their material needs are met. This is what I would say to people, too. They they will call or they'll email. They'll say, you know, I want to get involved in this fight. I'm going to speak out at, you know, I work at at Initech, for those of you who are... uh, wasn't that what it was an office space in a tech? Am I right? Is it was that? What uh, it's that's a great question. I can't even. I remember think the it was name called in a tech. I work yeah. at in a tech. If that's what it's called, an office space. Um, and I'm going to speak out at the next DEI meeting. I'm like, don't do that. Don't do that. It's going to get you fired. Wait until you're in a position to do something. I'm not saying go along with it, but don't just charge up the the hillside and get mowed down by the machine gun, so to speak, because you think it's going to create some some hero narrative. They're just going to replace you tomorrow. Some people are in, you're in position sometimes to fight. You're in position sometimes to rest, refit and recoup, right? And, and I think for the people out there who don't have e- Elon is leading the charge of people who are saying there are civilizational risks right now in America. And for people who don't have to worry about paying their bills, sitting on the sidelines and being afraid of being called out makes you a coward. And I just, I, I think that's what a lot of us took from, uh, 
what he said last night when he was, or whatever it was in this interview, when he said, you can give me money, you can give me power, I don't care. I think the truth is more important. How many people say that these days, Clay? It, w- it w- almost felt revolutionary to hear. Yes. It, it, I mean, we do it every day on this uh, on this show, but for people who are billionaires who have nothing to risk, I mean, what, Elon Musk, I mean, I know the stock price of Tesla can go up or down every day, and it does, So, but he's worth somewhere in the neighborhood of $200 billion. Um, you know, he's pretty safe in terms of being able to yeah. say exactly what he wants to say, but there are a lot of people. I don't know what the number is. number's different, but if you have 20 or 30 or $40 million, you're pretty taken care of, right? Um Certainly, if you have billions of dollars or hundreds of millions of dollars, join them and speak out. So many of us are reliant on our computers and smartphones. Just the idea of losing saved data, documents, photos. How about my case? The book I'm working on gives me chills. Book's going to be out in August. I lost it on my computer for a while. Had to go get it reclaimed. Have you ever had that feeling where you're working on a computer, we got a file, and suddenly it vanishes? The next time you turn on your computer, imagine it not working. Imagine not being able to access anything you've worked on. In that moment, what would you pay to have all that information back? The company iDrive makes that question irrelevant. Their systems back up the data on your computer and securely store it away. Eight years in a row, iDrive has been awarded the best cloud backup solution by PC Magazine. Eight years. That says it all. This is the backup system Rush spoke about. It's the same one we're now relying on. iDrive is the best in the business. Give yourself peace of mind by protecting everything on your computer. Plans start at less than $7 a month. Get 90% off your first year plan when you use my name, Clay, as the promo code at checkout. iDrive is the easiest, the most secure cloud backup solution. iDrive.com. My name, Clay, C-L-A-Y, for 90% off. The supply chain of smarts, sanity, and truth. Uninterrupted. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection 
more or less every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name Clay for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Download the prize picks app. Use promo code Clay, that's C L A Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. We link to somebody who's talking about the guy who killed children in a mall in now in Texas. You, you say something like it might be a bad psyop. I'm not quite sure what you meant. It was, I think, incorrectly ascribed to be a white supremacist, actually. And the evidence for that uh, was some obscure Russian website that no one's ever heard of that had no followers. And the, the company that found this is Bellingcat. Right. And do you know what Bellicat says? Psyops. I'm saying that I thought this, the, 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 the ascribing it to white supremacy was bull****. Okay. There's no proof, by the way, that he was not. There's no. I, I would say that there's no proof that he is. And that's a debate you want to get into on Twitter? Yes. Elon Musk completely flummoxing a journo there by applying this really rare thing, critical thinking, and a willingness to ask the important and even obvious questions. Journalists are like, why don't you want to be, Clay, among the sheep? The sheep are safe. The sheep are in a herd. Just join the sheep. It really is staggering how little many of these journalists even know about these details, isn't it? They don't even care. They're there to push a narrative. My fellow gun owners, ammo is really expensive, like so many other things these days, but there is a way to keep your skills sharp without going to the range. It's called the Mantis X, a firearms training system that is a no-ammo, all-electronic way to improve your shooting accuracy. It attaches to your firearm like a weapon light. Then that attaches to your iPhone, or rather you connect your iPhone or the Android you've got to the Mantis X app. This is called dry fire practice. It's something you can do at home or at the range. And Mantis X guides you through drills and courses to give you data-driven, real-time feedback on your technique. Most users improve within 20 minutes of using Mantis X. I know I have. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get more out of every trip to the range and every round you fire because your skills are going to be sharp. Go to MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. I, I feel like... The Donald Trump 60 Minutes interview with Leslie Stahl that many of you remember back in October of 2020 that went off the rails and that they claimed, oh, he stormed out of the interview. And then the Trump campaign had their own footage behind the scenes of the 60 Minutes interview and they released it. Everything that Trump said to Leslie Stahl 
has since been proven to be essentially 100% correct. Remember, he was telling her all about the Hunter Biden laptop and the fact that his campaign had been spied on in 2016. And Leslie Stahl was the AI chatbot of journalists in that she just responded, there's no proof. We can't talk about that. There's no way it's real. Listen to this as a flashback. Now that the Durham report has come out, this is in October of 2020, Leslie Stahl being told by Donald Trump that his campaign was spied on and listen to her just parrot back left-wing Democrat media propaganda talking points. Listen. The biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my well, campaign, There's Leslie. no real evidence of that. Of course there is. No. It's all over the place. Leslie, Sir, they spied on my campaign and they got I, caught. Can I say something? You know, this is 60 Minutes, and we can't put on things we can't no, verify. No, you won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. We can't Look, put on things we can't verify. Leslie, they spied and, on my campaign. Well, we can't verify It's been that. totally verified. No. It's been, just go down and get the papers. They spied on my campaign. They got caught. No. And then they went much further than that, and they got caught. And you will see that, Leslie, and you know that, but you just don't want to no. put it on the air. No, as a matter of fact, I don't know that. Okay. She, she was doing her job, Clay. Yeah. But this, everyone needs, you know, that this is, we need to stop playing along with the, oh, how, how did she not know that what she was saying was all false? Her job is propaganda. You might as well think about a 60 Minutes anchor the same way you would someone in the West Wing who's Biden's press secretary. The job is not to tell the truth. Now, does she look like an absolute imbecile here? Yes. But I don't even think that. Do you? Let me ask you this. Do you think she cares that she got that wrong? Do you think there's any part of that's like, oh, my brand is damaged. Maybe I won't get renewed at 60 minutes on my contract. I don't think so. I, it's such a good question because, and this is letting you guys behind the curtain a little bit because Buck and I are obviously in the media. I, there is a, I, there's almost a willful blindness to actually look into things yourself. And, and part of it is that you're in the service of whatever left wing, uh, acolyte you're trying to suck up to at that point in time. But there's also, I think, a fundamental lack of confidence. I, I think many people in media are not smart enough to trust themselves to actually go to the real documents. And, and let me explain what I mean by that, Buck. When I was in law school, um, I had a contracts professor. And he said, you know what the three most important things in any contract dispute are? Everybody looks around like nobody knows. The contract, the contract, the contract. He said, my response is, anytime somebody's got a contract dispute, is go read the contract. And he said, the number of lawyers, even lawyers that are being paid well, that aren't interested in actually going and reading the contract, because it is oftentimes hard work. You have to go line by line. You have to go word by word and analyze what it means. There's a lot of people who make millions of dollars in journalism and are being held up by a staff that surrounds them and they don't actually do the work themselves anymore. And that's what, to me, this Leslie Stahl thing represents. It's not just that she is looking like an imbecile here. It's that she didn't put the time in herself to be intellectually curious and look into the underlying data herself. And that's why I think Elon Musk is so interesting, Buck, because you can't build a brand new way to make a car, and you certainly can't spend... 
uh, can't send rockets to uh, space better than NASA without getting involved in the nitty-gritty yourself, without being incredibly detail-oriented. And a lot of these journalists are not detail-oriented people. They're big picture, and they just parrot what everybody else says because they're secretly afraid of being a little bit outside the lines and bounds of what acceptable information is. And that is why so many of you out there listening to us right now, I think, have been red-pilled is because you really did start to, you trusted that and you didn't pay attention to it. And now you look behind the curtain and you're like, man, there's not a lot of substance yeah. here. They haven't done the work that I did. And that I you think did. that's, that's certainly, um, there are a lot of, you know, the, the other part of this is there are the demagogues, there are the go alongs, right? There are the yes. people who, there are different roles, even in the, uh, commie Democrat media that people play depending on, you know, are they a serious, correspondent who's not really giving opinion but actually is making lots of editorial decisions to yeah support one you know there's there's different roles right there's like a big team where they have different roles but someone like uh like leslie stahl her job is to reflect the sentiments and the political feelings of the new york times editorial page through a tv prism on the 60 minute show her job is not to be knowledgeable. It's not to do the reading. It's not to do the homework. I mean, to your point, she's not doing those things. She's yeah. not looking at the primary source documents. But I don't even think that that's just her being uh, lazy or an oversight. She Her job is the talking points. Her job is to sit there and give this, uh, you know, this, this sort of Barbara Walters-esque approach to Donald Trump where it's all, you know, emotional connection and seemingly to be the the sound voice, the reasonable voice in the room, and spewing lies in the process. I don't, even if she, all she did was read the New York Times front page, she had to know that there was something funky going on with Trump. And just for everyone, by way of quick review, Clay, they used FISA against Carter Page. Carter Page is like the, I know Carter Page because of this whole situation. Carter Page, this is kind of funny, sat down next to me when I was interviewing him. He was like, hey, you know that your dad and I went to a, uh, like a Harvard club event talking about, you know, China and tech or something. And he was so nice to me. <laughs> like, yeah. like I sat down next to Carter Page. I'm like, wait, you and my dad knew each other from 10 years ago. Carter Page served in the Navy. He's a super nice guy. He, he actually even had worked with the government to help the government find people that were trying to, uh, you know, leverage contacts in this country for espionage purposes. And they, they, they mic'd them up like they would some super spy and violated really. They can say, oh, it's legal because it's FISA. FISA is not supposed to be used this way. It was abuse. We all know it. And the probe now or the Durham report makes it clear. I mean, these people acted like psychopaths. No, yeah. no FBI agent could sit down, as my point here, with Carter Page or George Papadopoulos and be like, yeah, this guy's a Putin puppet who's trying to overthrow our democracy. Only emotionally destabilized eunuchs could actually believe that. Unfortunately, they were running the FBI. And I will say this. It's so well said about like the lack of power that he had and the idea that if Russia were going to create Donald Trump a Manchurian candidate, they would be going through people like Carter Page to do so. The, the, the people that are Leslie Stahl to me is just not smart. And, and worse than not being smart, she's not intellectually curious. That's my take on it. But, Buck, your point about the roles that people play, the Jeff Zuckers of the world are very smart. 
and they sit up above the chessboard and decide what pieces go where in, for instance, the CNN universe to tell them, hey, these are the stories that we are willing to cover. And the fact that there is such a, use the word cabal, and I think it's a great one, that there is such this cabal of uh, of people who are willing to take their marching orders as to what the operable facts are. And by the way, there are really smart people at 60 Minutes who likely told Leslie Stahl, oh, that's totally made up. That's a far right-wing conspiracy. That's the way they try to dismiss things. The distance between far right-wing conspiracy and the truth, Buck, I don't know about you, but it sure seems to be shortening up the amount of time it takes to go from far right-wing conspiracy to the truth uh, is, it seems like every year, a couple of months are getting lopped off how long it takes to get there. Totally agree. Well, let's take some of your calls on all this. Um, and uh, 800-282-2882. We'll get back to it in just a moment. You know, men's energy comes in large part from having a healthy amount of testosterone in the body. You'll meet guys during your life that maybe have a little too much testosterone. You'll come across guys that could use a little boost. It is a natural phenomenon to see those levels of te- of tea get lower over time. Look, it's diet, stress, speed of our lifestyles, and a lot more. Genetics. There's a solution to all this, though, and it comes from a trusted company called Chalk. C-H-O-Q is a chalk.com is their website. That's C-H-O-Q.com. They make daily natural supplements for men and women. Their male vitality stack helps replenish testosterone. In three months' time, your T levels will increase by 20%. That really has an impact, and you'll feel the difference. Their female vitality stack helps women with hormone health, too, by the way. You should check that out if you're a lady. Learn more about Chalk's amazing products. Go to chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com. You can save 35% off any Chalk product subscription you choose by using my name, Buck, in the purchase process. Start feeling better today in a natural way with Chalk Supplements. That's Chalk, C-H-O-Q dot com. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Use your CNB 24-7 subscription to get access to the guys. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-GOLD. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. Coming up in a few minutes, our friend Julio Rosas, you may recall last week, we had a little bit of phone trouble, but he called in from the border to tell us about how it's just basically wide open now. He's done a lot of reporting, not just from the border, though, but also from the front lines of the Democrat shock troops known as Antifa. And he was at a hearing um, up on the uh, up on Capitol Hill, a House hearing on Antifa. And he got a lot of uh, condescension from a particularly smug and useless member of Congress, Democrat, of course, um, and gave it right back to him. And I, I want to let you hear that, but that's going to come up in a few minutes. And also, uh, Clay's got more for us coming up in the third hour. We'll be talking, I don't know, talk a little debt ceiling, I guess. I put out a poll. Most people say they just, they know it's just going to get solved and they don't really care. It's a lot of posturing, but we'll update everybody. Let's, we will update everybody on what's going on with the debt ceiling. Um, but first we got a lot of calls and we wanted to get to some of your thoughts. Uh, Alan in Fishers, Indiana. What's going on, Alan? Hey, Buck. I'm, I'm with you a hundred percent on, uh, I think you're dead right on that the that the left doesn't care about the truth they're they're there to further the agenda create the narratives if leslie i find it hard to believe that leslie stahl where she is in the journalism hierarchy didn't have some idea of the details of of what was going on with all the smearing of trump but i I appreciate that i don't i don't I, i i have a lot maybe Again, I used to be more like the caller, Buck. And That's believe- Clay, by the way, because I like yeah. that you agreed with me. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. I used to believe more like the caller. Hey, these people are really smart. You know, like they're... What I, when I have worked in media, I have found that so many people are so intellectually lazy and not curious that they don't look beyond the first page of whatever briefing book they're getting. They don't do the homework. I, I, Leslie, I think uh, Leslie Stahl... Yeah, so you're, you think Leslie Stahl knew that Trump's campaign had yes. been spied on yes. and just argued 100%. that it had not? 
And okay. she made I, the, I the political and career decision. I mean, I, I'd put it to you, by the way, so Alan, I agree with you. Clay jumped in there and does not agree with you. But I'll, Alan, I think you are a patriot and a genius. So thank you for calling in. Um, I, I Look, I'll say this. Look at the career trajectories, with the exception of a couple of lunatics at CNN who were problems apart from the Russia collusion thing. The career trajectories of every Democrat in the media and every deep state Democrat inside of the federal government became more lucrative and more famous after they went along with the whole lie. So all the incentives, they knew this, right? All the incentives are aligned. With, I mean, Jim Acosta became a household name. Jim Acosta is a clown. I I think I, you're right 100% about that. I think that following the herd, though, oftentimes means you never actually look and see why you're following the herd. So... I, I really think Leslie Stahl, if we had Leslie Stahl on the show, I, this would be a good experiment. If we had Leslie Stahl on the show for an hour and we, for instance, went through yeah. COVID data with her, I think she would know none of it. She would just have taken Fauci's talking points as part of being a good person. So I'll, I'll, I'll put, see, it's interesting because you're, okay, if I may, yeah. then maybe I'm, maybe I'm transgressing my knowledge a little bit here. You dealt with people in the sports world on the left who I think, you know, especially That's with the true. politics stuff. They, they had no idea what was going on. Correct. Right? That is true. I've, you know, you were banned from CNN, to be fair. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> so you, were, you were banned yeah, from CNN. Yeah. Uh, and which the is still, ESPN, still, to be fair, still hilarious. Directions. Still hilarious and a, and a moment of true pride. I'm telling you, um, and, and everyone who knows me knows that I'll, I like to call out Van Jones is smart. Jake Tapper is smart. These guys are, I mean, you know, you're going to live. There are a number of people over there in that. Chris Cuomo is, you know, he comes across as very, very kind of bro guy. He's, he's actually pretty sharp when he wants to be. I'm, I, these people knew, you know, these, these different people out there knew on the left what they were doing. And they, they may, I think they made a, a lot of them made a choice. So a lot of them made a choice. You you think that they just had no idea and they don't care. If you're right, it's may way worse than what I'm saying. I'm attributing it to not being that smart or intellectually curious and just not doing the homework to actually know the larger community. You have all these PAs, all these production assistants that put stuff in front of you and you just take the talking points and run with them, not out of a desire to intentionally mislead, but because you're being played. Your, your take is far more devious and far more destructive of the country than my just intellectually well, lazy. That, but, that, but That would yeah. kind of line up, right? I mean, yeah. No, Clay's but, but the I optimist mean, of this duo. Yeah, I, I'm just saying Leslie Stahl is is, is truly an imbecile. She, and doesn't actually, to be, I, I couldn't say to her, you know, I know who the slick operatives on the left are. Yeah. I don't know if I would put her in that category. For So for me, she's borderline. But I'm just saying there are definitely yeah. people on the left who, who I knew all the source material like, and they don't care. The Jeff Zuckers of the world oh, are he totally evil geniuses, yeah. right? Like he totally I mean, he is not an unintelligent person. But Leslie Stahl, I feel like not a very smart person. She may really not know the stuff that she's saying. She's just parroting talking points. John in North Carolina, I wanted to get you in here before we close out the hour. What's up, John? John, going once. Okay. John. We can't even get to going twice. You're not talking to us. All right, well. What he wanted to say, Buck, was nothing's going to happen with regards to the Durham report, so why do we even talk about it? It's a, it's a great question, um, and it's what I've been saying all along. I was saying this about the Benghazi hearings, too. If you don't have the political power and the will to use it, all this other stuff is, is essentially 
feels a bit like noise. I do think it's important to get on the record, um, and that's what this is. What yeah. a fraud they perpetrated beyond any reasonable doubt. The Democrats perpetrated a fraud, a soft coup against Trump. But if you're looking for justice, oh, this is not justice. You need to have political power to get justice. In my mind, John's a great question. I think that there are still persuadable people. And some of you may be laughing at me and think that I'm an idiot like Leslie Stahl is. But I really genuinely believe that there are people who can be convinced to do the right thing when it comes to their votes. That's why. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.